0: What's going on, everybody. Cheers. Happy Wednesday or whatever day of the week it is when you're listening to this or watching this. Welcome to the With Her Two Hands podcast, where each week we celebrate women who build, fix, and make things with her own two hands, the builders, the fixers, the doers of things, the women who help make the world go round. I am your host, Bogie. Welcome. So good to see so many familiar faces in the comments um, or familiar names, I guess, because I can't really see your faces, but it's great to see. You guys. So, those of you who have been coming back week after week, we so appreciate the support. It's so great to see you here. For those of you who are new here, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to celebrating the small minority of women in the trades across all trades uh, women make up less than 10 percent of all trades folks Uh, in some industries it's as low as one percent automotive is generally around two percent that's my industry um i'm a master automotive technician and we've definitely had a ton of automotive trades folks on this series but we've also had plumbers and carpenters and welders and fabricators and painters and you name it, we've had somebody on. So if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, or just to hear some really cool stories and cheer on some really cool women, definitely make sure you go back in the archives. You can listen to this series anywhere you get your podcasts. And of course, every Wednesday, we do a new live candid conversation with another incredible woman. And every Monday, we release an archive episode from this series, Past Life, as Trades Lady Happy Hour, which lived on Instagram. So with that, I do have to thank a couple of incredible sponsors that we have, partners in producing this podcast, uh, without whom we would not be able to continue doing this awesome work of shining a light on these incredible women. So first, I want to thank Apex. Uh, If you work in the trades, you know that having the right tools, the best continuing education, and a great contact list of resources is absolutely crucial. So every year at Apex, it is my go-to event to check all of those boxes. And if you work in the automotive industry, it should be your go-to event as well. And it is coming up soon, guys. Uh, At Apex, you can discover all of the latest and greatest in tools uh, and parts and get some unparalleled networking and education and training in. It is America's largest automotive aftermarket event, and it is happening in Las Vegas this year, October 31st, Halloween through November 2nd. I have a Link in the description down below where you can get registered. Don't wait, guys. Vegas fills up real fast for Industry Week, Apex, and SEMA happening at the same time a ticket to one gets you into both. So if you're heading out to SEMA anyway, you should definitely make sure you hit up Apex as well. Uh, Definitely do yourself a favor. It's a fantastic event. Um, And then of course, speaking of best education and best training, this episode is also brought to you in part by ASE, um, the National Institute for Automotive Service Excellence. ASE was established back in 1972 as a nonprofit organization. And it's one of the driving forces in the industry, upholding and promoting high standards of service and repair and you're probably most familiar with them uh, for their blue seal shop program and their technician certification program but what you may not know is all of the other work that they do behind the scenes to further the industry, including um, the adopt a school program or toolkit, which is really cool. We all know there's a technician deficit. There's a trades deficit in general. um, And inevitably, when we hear someone who owns a shop complain about how they can't find technicians, somebody is bound to recommend, well, go partner with the trade schools. But how do you do that? What does that look like? It sounds really easy, but it isn't necessarily. So ASE Education Foundation has put together and adopt a tool, a school toolkit to make that really easy and help partner shops of tomorrow. For more information, go to aseeducationfoundation.org. And of course the link to that is in my description as well. And now with all of that out of the way, we've got an amazing guest tonight. Um, We're seeing more and more women in the trades. Yes, absolutely. That is happening. We are seeing numbers of women in school increasing. We're seeing um, women in the trade schools actually up to close to 10%, which is amazing. However, it's been a real long time that women in the automotive industry only represented less than 2%. And so if we go back 20 years to when I came up in the industry and when tonight's guest came up in the industry. It was a very, very small minority. It's not often that I get to have a guest on who has as much experience as this young woman does. Um, And I say young because we are still young, even though we have two decades of experience plus under our belt, we are still young, dang it. Um, So I'm very excited to have tonight's guest on. I've known about her for years. Um, We've never actually met. She is a master technician. She is the lead technician at her shop She's the general manager at her shop. She is taking over the business as her current owner of the business is retiring. Um, And she's got some pretty phenomenal credentials under her belt that you're going to hear about in just a little bit. So without further ado, I'm going to quit my blabbing and I'm going to bring on Miss Meg Richards. Hello.
1: Hello. Hey, everybody. So happy to be here.
0: So happy to have you on here. This is so exciting. We were we've been like seeing each other's name in the world for like years. How is it that we have never met? Ah,
1: I'm on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. That that's one Okay. That's probably part of it. That's that's gotta be a, a big part of it right there. But honestly, I I don't know why. You know, I've never made the time. We should. We should. We absolutely are you gonna be at Apex? I wish I was I was going to go this year but stuff came up at the shop so I ended up having to stay there but it is definitely on my list to be there next year. Have you ever been? No no I haven't. Oh my gosh. I know. I don't think much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, this is, that's the downside of being a, a business owner or like the lead most dependent on person in your shop, right? Is that like you never get time off, right? Uh,
1: pr- pretty much. Yes. <laughs> unfortunately, you know, but at the same time, I also really love what I do. So, you know, I, I feel out of place if I'm not at the shop. That's
0: fair. That's fair.
1: Um, which is good
0: because you're about to take it over and you're going to be right. even more married to it than you've ever been. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, we we joke, you know, my my boss and some of our other coworkers, they they all suspect that I have a s- cot secretly stashed in the back room. And I just stay there <laughs> all the time. I'm I'm always the first one there. I'm usually the last one to leave. They're like, you just sleep here, just admit it. You yeah. you, you know, the first step towards towards acceptance of this is admitting <laughs> that you have a problem and we can move forward. <laughs>
0: oh. 100% 100. I knew it was too much when one of my uh, technicians came to work in the morning and I was still at my desk with my hand on the mouse and fast asleep. And I hadn't gone home yet. <laughs> like still acting like I was working just like, <laughs>
1: yep. Yep.
0: this is not okay. This is yep. not okay.
1: <laughs> Definitely need a break.
0: <laughs> yes. So um, I have so much that I want to talk to you about. There's so many different like ways that we can go with this, but I want to go, I want to go back in time to high school age, Meg. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you started in high school, right?
1: Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. I was one of those really weird kids who knew what she wanted to do at age 14. Oh, um, wow. It re- it really all started. My dad always had a, a car that we would be tinkering on, but I didn't really start sinking my teeth into it until I bought A truck from a really good friend for a dollar. It was a 1979 Dodge pickup truck. It was banana yellow and I loved it. Didn't run, (laughs) did you know, it had been sitting in their yard, but I was so proud of that thing. And I brought it home. And I was playing around with, you know, the the carburetor and engine stuff, you know, just going along and then took it to an actual shop who told me that the frame was rotted out on it and it was good that I only paid a dollar for it, but that (laughs) that really still gave me my first, you know, I really want to do this. So I uh, signed up for our local automotive program through our high school vocational school. And uh, see, I told you she was going to jump in. (laughs) Got visits
0: from kitty cats. (laughs) Right.
1: Um, And I did a, a two year program through there and graduated um, student of the year actually from from that program. Nice. Uh, decided that I still really liked it. I was kind of getting my feet more wet with it and was still uh, good at things. So I continued on my education at the college level. I uh, did a two-year program at one of the community colleges up here. Graduated with honors from that program.
0: I I'm, gonna, I'm gonna slow you down. <laughs> Don't run through your whole bio yet, because I want to dig into. Oh, okay, this. okay, okay. I want to dig into this. So, high school age Meg is fourteen when she decides that this is what she wants to do. Yes. So, was Dad a technician or just a tinkerer?
1: Uh, mostly just a tinkerer. You know, okay. new, new, new enough to get into trouble, new enough to to fix the basic okay. stuff. But you know, that, that's how to it was. You yeah yeah you know that that's how it was. I was always there handing them tools, holding the light. That's what really, you know, got my feet wet into this. And he was the one that suggested, Hey, you know, go into the high school program on it. See if you like this, especially okay. before spending money on continuing with college on it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So dad was supportive. That's yes.
1: awesome. Yep. And, and mom, she, she was a little bit more hesitant, but you know, obviously supportive, you know, it, it was a mixed bag between family and friends it really was. Some people thought I was out of my ever-living mind, that I was just wasting my time. And then other people that were like, oh my gosh, you are so amazing. Go for it. That's awesome. How did the school respond? Because 20 years ago, I know I
0: was only the second girl in my high school program to even take auto shop. It probably wasn't too too different for you.
1: we had, I, I was one of two girls for both years. Oh wow. The At the same time? Yes, yes, oh, but it wow. wasn't. The, I didn't have the same female stu- uh, co-student. I'm not sure. Fellow student. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're co-workers, co-students. I, it's that too works. late at night right now. <laughs> we'll go with co-student. I like that. right, right. Um, so, and I had two different teachers during my high school year. Um, my first high school instructor, I don't think, really knew what to do with me. <laughs> In all honesty, he was it was very, very old school. He let me go at my own pace, you know, didn't really encourage me, but didn't necessarily dissuade me from doing anything either. Um, but the teacher that I had for my second year was amazingly supportive, really helped me out a lot through my last year there. And I'm still really good friends with him today. And you know, we'll turned to him for support as well. So it's it was he was a really really excellent teacher and also a really fundamental uh, aspect of of yeah. who I've become as a as a technician.
0: That's fantastic. Do you feel like having him as your teacher that second year like was played a part it, in you staying with it?
1: It did. It it especially did especially when I continued on in post secondary education and that instructor told me at least he had the the courage to say it to my face but he told me right to my face that I would never make it as an automotive technician
0: the first instructor
1: of uh, in my or, college in my college oh in your
0: college in, oh. yes
1: yes in that two-year program and I graduated with honors from that program
0: good for you did you get to see <laughs> this the look on his face when you graduated
1: no, I hung out with my friends you know we had a, a lot of a lot of going on plus um I had a newborn son at the my, at that time too, so oh. I, I was <laughs> I had a very whirlwind kickoff to my uh, technician career.
0: <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> that the the connection still with your high school instructor was able to kind of help keep you with it when. Yes, for the sure. The other he, teacher was.
1: I am incredibly grateful to still have amazing. him around today.
0: You hear that shop instructors, we need
1: you. (laughs) You make a difference. You You really do. You make a
0: difference. Absolutely. You make a huge difference. Even if you don't think you do. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for the ladies. I find that like a a good shop instructor like makes it or breaks it. Like either we stay in the industry or we don't. And and a lot of that has to do with our instructors and like staying in touch with them afterwards. So that's really, really awesome. Mm. Okay. So you go off to secondary education now. You're in a two-year program in Associates? Yep. Okay. Yep. Where did you go to school?
1: Um at a community college up in Bangor. Okay. Okay. In where? Uh Bangor, Maine. Oh, <laughs> you're are you in Maine still? Yes. Yes. Oh. So literally on the complete opposite end of the country from you.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, except I have friends in Maine. So oh, next nice. time I go visit, we're going to have to. Yes. Okay. Now we yes. have a connection. This is going to Here happen. we go. <laughs> I'm going to
1: hold you to it too. <laughs>
0: Deal. I'm, I'm all about it. Let's, let's make it happen. Okay. So you're in Bangor, Maine. You do a two-year program. Um, your first teacher's crappy.
1: How was how's the rest of the school experience? The rest of the school experience was, was really well. I mean, it. <laughs> It went by in a blur. Um, you know, I was going to college full time, I was working full-time, supporting myself, and then I became pregnant with my son for my second year of school because I had him right before graduation. So because I didn't already have enough going on or working against me trying to, <laughs> you know, be successful, I decided to have a kid at the same time.
0: Sure.
1: Why, not? Why not? So it was it was funny. It was, it was really, really endearing cuz um through the my second year of school i actually my son was born while i was on um christmas break oh. during there so i would actually bring him in to the shop every now and again and all of the guys from both the diesel class and the automotive class were absolutely thrilled to see him um uh, through the beginning part of my second year they actually had a pool going as to when I was actually going to deliver my son and they all took in bets and everything else. And the gentleman who won the pool ended up actually just giving me the money as a, you know, baby welcome present. So they really, really made me feel very welcome, very supportive. He was the shop baby.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Cause that could have very easily gone a totally different direction.
1: Yes, no, I was very grateful to have all of their support. It really helped me get through the that last year. Yeah.
0: Because it was
1: it was a lot going on. I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's uh that's the <laughs> statement of the year. Um, um, <laughs> and what's funny now not to Get off on a sidetrack okay. here. Um, my son will be turning 18 this January, oh. and he is going to be going to college next year for automotive technology.
0: Awesome. Following mama's <laughs> footsteps. I love it. I love it. And when he tells his story of how he got into it, he gets to say, My mom. And,
1: right. Right. <laughs> you know, he, he can literally say he's been in a shop since he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That is fantastic. I love it. I that's so great that so long ago you found such a supportive environment in schools and and I was co-students, I was very grateful, yes. calling them yes that's incredible. at the school that you were at were you one of the the only or few women?
1: I was one of two for one both years two
0: there as well. okay so yep. in high school. High school, you were the only, or you had. I was one one, of, one
1: of two for both years, but each year I had a different female counterpart
0: in the college,
1: as well as the high school,
0: as well as the high school. Okay. Yes. Interesting. All right. Yes, that's because amazing.
1: um, my first year, the girl who was um also there was just trying it out for a year and decided yeah. not to continue on, and
0: yeah,
1: you know that that's happens. why those high school programs are there to figure out.
0: You know, you never.
1: Especially when it comes to the trades, you never are going to know whether you're good at something, whether you like something, until you actually try it and physically work with your hands. In a lot of cases.
0: Amen and cheers to that. In fact, I think it should be one of the core curriculum classes to like learn some some hands-on stuff because you don't know until you know. And absolutely, I feel like there's so many people who would be so good at it and you would ask. love it, and then never get exposed to it and never have have any idea that, that they would excel at it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So, okay. Um, so you graduate from this program. I I, like, there's so many like juicy things I I want to do, but I want to like, I want to hear all your story first before we go off on too many rabbit holes. So, (laughs) um, so you graduate from the program and, and then you've got a, a brand new baby like, <laughs> <what> <laughs> is, and it's, and it's 20 years ago when it's like really hard to be in this industry as a woman. Yeah. What are your first steps? Did you get a job right away? Like, what um, did I, look
1: like? I, I did. Well, I was, while I was in college, I was working at Donald's because nobody would hire anybody who was still in school. At that point, we don't have a lot of the college placement, Mm. Um, opportunities that we do now so you were really left to fend for yourselves so I tried several dealerships that were local I tried um, several independent shops Um, didn't really have any luck there for either technician or service writer because I was you know willing to to go either way I just wanted to have something in the industry yeah Um, I ended up finding a spot in a very large retailer who offers um, Tyron and, and uh, oil change services. I, I'm not going to say their names. Shall remain nameless. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. The company um, that shall remain nameless. Got right. It. Right. You know, and I, I was there for a couple months, um, but I was, uh, became pregnant with my daughter and started having complications. So oh, nice. I unfortunately wasn't able to continue on with them. Okay. Um, ended up actually getting out of the industry for almost a year and a half. Okay, you know, while I kind of took care of things at home, bounced around a little bit, um, before finally, you know, getting up enough courage to try again mm-hmm. to break into the automotive industry and got really, really frustrated. Um, I landed a a job as an entry-level technician at uh, one of the local independent shops for where we moved down to um, because we moved out of Bangor and um, lasted there for only a couple months. It just really wasn't a good fit for either one of us and kept striking out, kept striking out before finally applying to where I still currently work at BJ's Automotive. And the rest, as they say, is history.
0: Wow. Amazing. So you've been with BJ's now for
1: 15 years. Oh I'll be going goodness. on 16 years next year.
0: Wow. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, That is awesome. So when you, a couple of things I want to dig into on that. When you say you kept striking out, what did that look like? Was it just people not giving you a chance? Was it not finding the right fit?
1: If If I made it to an interview, it mm-hmm. generally wasn't going on past there. Um, A lot of places never even called me back. Um, I think I, out of every place that I applied, I only ended up going through four to five interviews Mm -hmm. and they, part of it was probably me. I don't interview very well. Um, You know, so they're learning. Surprise me. You're interviewing fantastically. You're amazing. (laughs) Well, we're talking 20 (laughs) years ago now, you know, I've learned, I've learned. Fair (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Uh, you know and then it was just a lot of them really weren't the right fit they were not ready to even give someone like me a chance whether due to lack of experience or they just weren't comfortable with a female in the hi kitty <laughs> in the in the shop it, it's kind of like a, a mixed a mixed bag of of reactions there. Um, you know, one, one person flat out told me in the interview that they didn't think that I would be a good fit for their establishment. And me being the young me didn't have enough courage to ask them why I just thanked him for their time and left while yeah. trying not to sob profusely as I'm walking out of the building, you know, cause yeah. this is, this is what I've always dreamed of doing. This is what I've wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I literally got to the point of had Oh, Hello, kitty cat. <laughs> sorry. That's fog. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's okay. Um, Cats like to be in front of the camera. I've oh noticed. my gosh. <laughs> and
1: these two are are staring at me because I'm not giving them attention. I think I'm gonna be murdered in my sleep tonight. You you might be. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean, it was definitely a lot of trial and error, and I am very grateful for the opportunity that I was given. At BJ's to you know start as an entry-level technician and work my way up and prove myself that I am capable of doing this, I am good at this, customers do like me. And you know, I guess the, the rest you can say speaks for itself.
0: It's so interesting the language, the language that you use there. And it's not um, I I, I bring attention to it because I think so many women have this experience where. It, you know, it starts out where like everybody else is doubting whether you're going to be capable. And then at some point it became you proving to yourself that you were capable because it sinks yes. into our head, doesn't it?
1: It really does. You know, whether we inadvertently take it personally without necessarily meaning to, but you know, I, it's, this is what I've always dreamed of. So yeah. this is, this is personal to me. Yeah. You know, right or wrong, this is this is what I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. So to have somebody and look at me and tell me that I'm not going to make it or this isn't a good fit, with really no explanation or good explanation as to why, yeah. that it's hard to take. It's hard to wrap your mind around and. Now as I sit and retell these stories, I wish I could go back to my younger self and mm. ask those questions or you know, do do a follow-up because me with the personality that I am, I'm always overanalyzing things anyway. So you know, I <laughs> it makes you know a great why. technician. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know why it's gonna bother me. Yeah. You know, and it just I don't know, as now being on the flip side of that of interviewing new potential employees, both male and female. You know, I'm look, I'm now sitting on that other side of the table and I'm remembering and recalling all of these experiences that I've had. And I'm trying not to make those same falters or mistakes. You know, but sometimes at the end of the day, a person who's sitting in front of you asking for a job is legitimately not the right fit. Totally. <laughs> you know, yeah. and but so long as I can tell them why I'm at least always courteous enough to do that. Cause I mean, look at this is t- almost 20 years later and I'm still talking about it. Apparently it does agitate me on, on some level, Yeah, you know, absolutely. so I don't want to pass on that agitation to somebody else.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I don't, I don't think there's any risk of you doing like not hiring somebody because of their gender. So I think you're probably <laughs> like, you probably have a much more legitimate reason to not hire or to hire somebody. <laughs> so right? we're, we're probably good there, but yeah. um, that's, that's it. So how did you keep going through all of the no's and all of the um, kind of resistance you'd said after you kind of recovered from your complications with your daughter and took that year and a half off that you had to muster the courage to, to try to break back into the industry. And then you got hit with no's and you got hit with resistance. How did you keep going?
1: I'm a stubborn pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, point blank for if the more no's that I get, it does make a part of me want to prove you wrong that much more. Now, that being said, it did get to a point that BJ's Automotive was going to be the last shop that I was going to apply to before looking into a different kind of career. You know, I had literally just hit wall after wall after wall. And, you know, at the end of the day, I have a family that I need to provide for. Right. So, you know, I, w- I was at the point of maybe just tabling it you know going into something else something else to, that I needed to to pay the bills and right. you know maybe revisit it at another point but thankfully I did not have to go down that that path mm,
0: that's huge and I I want I want people to hear that like that's you know here's this woman who we're going to dive into like some of her accomplishments over the years but like clearly an amazing technician um, she's been in the industry for forever and is kicking butt and button taking names and yet and here's an industry that is so needing of quality people, and yet we almost lost you. Like yeah. we were that close to losing you as an industry that if this one shop hadn't taken a chance on you and said, Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, um, the industry would have never gotten to have you. We would yeah. have lost you. <laughs> That's, I, it's so powerful. Like hiring managers hear this, like you don't know, <laughs> like that apprentice right. that's just asking for a job could be the next best thing right. to happen to the industry.
1: You know, I mean, I don't know whether you want to call it like a, a a unicorn event or or something along those lines. But you know, as hiring managers, you're it seems that you're always looking for the perfect candidate, mm-hmm. somebody who is going to show up early or at the very least on time, you know, do, do the job, learn through osmosis, do all of these things, go above and beyond and, and never complain. Okay, that okay. person doesn't exist <laughs> unless either a, you, you cultivate that person and yes. and support them going through. And then the rest takes care of itself yeah. or you just hit the line. You would, you, you know, Yeah. Strike a pot of gold, you know, because and
0: everybody starts somewhere, right? Male, female doesn't matter. Everybody starts out knowing nothing. Absolutely. If hiring managers are only looking for, I want the person with 20 years of experience, well, you're not gonna find very many people because those people are either getting ready to retire or they own their own shops or they're doing their own thing. Like you've got to raise people up and bring in that next generation and be willing to take a chance on somebody who you know as as women particularly i feel like we have we're young we're new and we're female we've got three strikes against us and most hiring managers are like mm, yeah not not worth the risk right
1: yeah you know plus we also come with with our own set of complications too you know i mean every, everybody does everybody don't get me does. wrong <laughs> and i'm and i'm trying not to you know, twist too many arms here and whatnot, but you know, everybody's situation is different. I've, I've worked with single fathers. I've worked with single mothers, you know, childcare is a thing nationwide, Sure. you know, but as an industry where we are so short staffed, we need to start bending a little bit and supporting these people as, as they're going through their education or bringing up a young family or just trying to do something.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I, and you know, you touched on a lot of things there. I feel like it 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 is both for men and women. I think a lot of times, in particularly male dominated industries, uh, that there's like the presumption of like, oh, well, you know, maybe hiring a woman, I might have to deal with them getting pregnant or having kids or dealing with childcare right. or whatever. It's like, yes, well, however, men have kids now. too, right. <laughs> right? Right, and maybe we should be giving both men and women time to be with their kids and have absolutely scheduling so that we can, we can support healthy environments because healthy employees make for healthy businesses, make for happy customers, make for happy bosses. Yes. Right?
1: yes. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> right? it's, a, it's not just a woman. Like if you build your business to support women, you will be inherently building your business to support human beings. Right, right. So, if like, if if doing it for women is the motivation that you need, fine. But it really benefits everybody. It
1: does. It does.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, we that was a rabbit hole. Uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes. I told you. See. No, well, you know. <laughs> okay, so BJ. So what? Why did he take the chance on you? What was, what was the story there? Do you know? I mean, now you're with him 15 years. Right. You know,
1: I mean, I've, I've spent more time with, with him, you know, than our own families. <laughs> right. know, it's it's kind of crazy. um, You know, but no, he, I was the second female technician that he had ever seen in his, in his life. He started uh, working on cars professionally back in the eighties. Okay. um, You know, and the last one that he saw was probably early nineties or so. And she worked okay. at Sears. Okay. And it was one of those things that it just got up thinking. It's like, wow, if I ever have that opportunity, mm-hmm. that, that'd be that'd be something I'd I'd consider. And I, I'd be interested in. So, this was back when businesses still advertised in newspapers and the help wanted. <laughs> you <laughs> went down to the store and read through papers. Um, I'm not sure what our demographic is. If I have to explain what a newspaper is, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's really sad, but really, yeah, right,
1: right. <laughs> I had to teach my son how to open a CD case the other day, so not to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that one for a long time. We're right? Aging ourselves, though, yeah, <laughs> we are, we are. Anyway, so I answered a newspaper ad for help wanted. I answered it in person, resume in hand, walked in, and he gave me an on-the-spot interview. A week later, he called me and offered me the job. Wow. You know, it was it was just starting out. You know, he wanted to see what I could do. I did a 90 day probation kind of area. It was like, okay, these are, I was, de- even with four years of school, technically, yeah, four years of school, I there was still a lot that you don't learn or experience until you're in a live shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's only so much you can go over in a classroom, through a textbook, you know, it just, it, it's, It's mind boggling. So I'm not going to lie. I made so many mistakes my first two years. Like I, there was days I went home and I'm like, I'm going to be fired. I'm just, I'm going to be fired. I'm not doing good, you know, but I would show up the next day. He would be in a great, you know, attitude. He took the time to teach me. And, you know, as I said, I've worked my way up and now I'm able to, do that for the next generation of technicians. Amazing. We have, um, one young man that I just took on as my apprentice uh, about a month ago, actually. And he's doing really, really well. I'm really happy.
0: That's awesome. What an incredible story. Like the number of things that had to align for that to happen, right? For him to have seen another female mechanic at some point and had it pique his interest and be open to it rather than be shut off to. Right. It.
1: Um yeah, so that like that would have been the last shop you were going to apply to. Oh
0: my gosh, <laughs> All know. of these things, I, it gives me goosebumps. I love this. Uh,
1: right, absolutely, you know. I mean, and that's not to say that it didn't come with his cha- with its own challenges for him when within my first year of him hiring me. We actually lost several customers because he hired me you know, specifically
0: because you were a woman.
1: Yes. Yes. They would go up to him and ask him whether or not I was going to work on their car and would inform them that, yes, I was the technician scheduled on there and they would flat out tell him she's not working on my car. And he would like, then I guess you no longer bring your car here for service. Wow. So to have him, back me up, even at an early stage while I was still learning, I mean, has been absolutely incredible.
0: That is, that is huge. That is huge, especially back then. That is absolutely huge. Did, was there like, did he ever share with you, has he shared with you like his reasoning for like why he felt so convicted about giving you a chance and having your back, even when the going got tough and training you and giving you that opportunity?
1: Yes and no. I mean, he recognized that I had the capabilities of doing the job and going far. I just needed direction and and tutelage in in some instances. Yeah. And he is a, an amazing teacher. He he really is. And he has the patience and the um <laughs> and the drive to take somebody and show them um you know what what happens when you do xyz when it comes to electronic testing because he his background is actually in electronics okay so you know we're we're one of the um few shops in our area that has the reputation for the diagnostics for the computers and electrical systems and everything so we've really focused on that and that's what he's really focused my education on through all this i mean we we're we're the gp of of The automotive repair industry, you know, we basically work on almost anything and everything. I'm hesitant to say anything and everything because there is a number of things we don't, and I don't want to advertise that, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's actually an interesting question. So...
0: So what are the things that you don't like working on? I know this is a total different direction, but I got to ask you that since you brought it up.
1: (laughs) It's challenging. And I will fully admit, I am much more comfortable working on a Prius than I am a European vehicle. You know, it it, it really is. Where we are, we're mostly rural. So we don't see a lot of high-end cars. So it really doesn't make sense for us to invest in the proper tools and technology to do, you know, some of the repairs that you would on a Volvo with magnetic struts on it or, you know, right. Land That's Rovers scary. with their with their suspension. You know, it's – we have – probably 85 Priuses that we maintain on a regular basis. Um, We're acquiring a number of Teslas now, so that's our our latest thing that we're gearing up to. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Um, You know, but, and we we live in Maine, so Subaru is our bread and butter. (laughs) Fair.
0: (laughs) And uh, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of job security there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: there is. For sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh oh my goodness. Okay, so um so you're an apprentice at this shop. You're just starting out. He's training you, he's teaching you um how like when did do you feel like you know like when you got to a point where you're like yeah, I got this. Like I feel comfortable, like I'm I'm good.
1: I'll let you know when I reach that point. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> Now might be the
0: time that we remind you and right. let, our, and let right. our listeners know that she won technician of the year. <laughs> First female to do it. So maybe this is a time to talk about that, but that's interesting. You, you still don't feel like that. There,
1: there are, there are days that it, it is challenging, but my confidence level has definitely increased over the years. I would say Honestly, only about maybe five, seven years ago, have I gained the confidence that it's like, okay, I got this no matter what situation mm. is thrown yeah. at me. Um, now I'm at the point of, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. I'm either right or wrong. And we're just going to take it as we go, you know, because now yeah. I've taken on more of the business end of things on top of being out in the shop, repairing yeah, cars, that's a whole
0: nother set of challenges. It is.
1: It, it is. It is. And I enjoy it. You know, it is, it's a change of pace, um, you know, different challenges, but still at the end of the day, we need to fix cars. We need to fix cars correctly and send the customers home happy. Yeah. I'm always so
0: curious. I wonder, like, if you have thoughts on this, like, you know, it's not often, and I don't make, I don't like to to be gender stereotypical because there's, there's exceptions to every rule, right? Like not all men behave the same way. Not all women behave the same right. way.
1: but <laughs> Especially in this industry.
0: <laughs> truth. But I would say like 90% of the women that I know can have 15, 20 years of experience and say, I, I'm just now getting to a point where I feel confident. And 90% of the men I know have two years of experience and they're like, I got this. Yes. I can do anything. Yes. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> what
1: do I, you think? I, I wish I had the psychology degree to <laughs> to actually answer that question. My daughter's actually going through psychology classes right now okay. for early college things. So she's brought some stuff up to me that's been kind of funny um, when it comes along to that. But it's I don't know whether it's a personality type. Or gender specific, because there is a definitely a difference for sure. You know, um, one of, I was talking with a, another business owner at one of our meetings about a month or so ago, and he was telling the story of how this, um, college student who's going to, um, the program for diesel walked into a shop asking for a job. Cause like everybody else, everybody's scrambling Four technicians. He has roughly about a year of school under his belt. And he had in his mindset a certain price point that he wanted to start at. And the business owner, he's like, I had to admit this kid had the cojones to ask (laughs) for it. And I gave it to him, and we're going to see what happens. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, now, why couldn't I have that kind of confidence walking into these other places? But also 20 years ago, if I walked into a shop with only four years of school experience and said, Hey, I want to get paid forty-five dollars an hour, I would <laughs> that'd be the shortest <laughs> interview of my life. Right. <laughs> right. We were getting no's before we even set a
0: price. So <laughs> Right,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. So I I wish there was like some kind of formula or something that someone would come out and be like, okay, this, this personality type is, is, you know, super confident, can do it. And you know, the other, probably the majority of people are like, well, I think I've got this right. You know, it's, it's one reason why women are so hesitant to ask for raises, mm. you know, and that that's not just in a technology or automotive thing that is in any, general. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's got to be some tie back to like what we were talking about earlier where like we start to doubt ourselves, right? Where at a certain point you switch to, I have to prove to myself that I can do this, that somewhere along the line, we start losing confidence in ourselves because we've gotten so much negative, like disbelief
1: and not believing that we can do it.
0: Right. But it's It's so interesting to me. You know,
1: I mean, I'll I'll fully admit becoming an ASE master certified technician, that was definitely a confidence booster. Yeah. Every time I passed one of those tests, it was a confidence booster. And it's yeah. something that I definitely encourage other technicians to do because the ASE does set the level, you know, the standard level of where you should aspire to. you know, as a professional, and and that's something that gets lost so much in our industry. You know, you say automotive technician, people are still picturing of some some guy covered in grease back in the 60s, and the grease monkey,
0: you know,
1: it's, we have got to change that stereotype. It's not, it's no longer, all you need is five wrenches, and you can fix anything. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Right. (laughs) You know, in some aspects, it's almost like you need a computer engineering degree to be able to fix some of these problems. Yeah. No,
0: 100 percent. You're absolutely right. I I agree with you that the certifications and ASE and having all of that is like it's not it. Part of it's about the confidence, like you said, to ourselves, like, okay, yes, I got this. See, I've got this thing. But then it also becomes to the naysayers like but I I have these certifications like I'm legit. and it's the professionalism for everybody that says there's this, there's a unifying standard versus we live in a country that the person who paints my nails has to have more of a certification legally (laughs) than my auto mechanic does. Right. That's problematic. Right. So ASC is what we've got to like give us some sort of unity and professionalism and sense of like pride in our work. I think. Absolutely. So Tell us about this contest, this Technician of the Year. Oh. This is like, guys, this is a big deal. <laughs> like, so tell us about the Napa ASE Technician of the Year thing and how this came about. Well, it was, was like
1: it was kind of funny. I was first broached about it back in 2018. I was um, Maine's nomination um, for the national. Uh, Napa ASC Technician of the Year Award. But I, at that point in time, I wasn't fully master certified. So, you know, I didn't make it past just the, the statewide nomination. And then I honestly kind of forgot about it for a while. And then my um, Napa main district guy came and was talking to me and was like, hey, we want to nominate you again for the the national award and i'm like okay you know it's you have a lot of my information already but there was some stuff that needed to be updated and yeah sure just let me know when you need it he's like oh by the way we need it tomorrow (laughs) so i i scrambled a little bit oh yeah (laughs) It, it, it was great so you know i scrambled around i got everything done You know, it actually wasn't a a whole lot more. Just like I said, mostly updating things more than anything else. And I submitted it to them, and then I completely forgot about it. So come late December, I get a phone call from um, one of the sons of the family who owns all of our Napa stores. They own 27 Napa stores in the state of Maine. I think they are the third largest Napa auto parts store group in the nation. Don't hold me to that, but I know they're definitely in the top five. Um, He calls and asks if me and my boss are available for lunch at some point, you know, during that week that he wants to sit down and he's got some stuff to discuss. Now, keep in mind that we also run our business development group um, through, through NAPA, we, we're all NAPA Auto Care Centers, and we had a meeting coming up. So I was honestly thinking about, oh, it's something to do with the meeting. You know, we have officer um, nominations coming up. So it, it's got to be got to be something along those lines. So he, he, he takes me and my boss out to lunch, you know, we block time off on the schedule. And my boss just offhandedly said, now how much you want to bet it's, a, it's about that award? And i like, No, that's no, that's not going to be it. So we get to lunch and, you know, just normal small talk and everything, order lunch. And he's like, well, I've got an announcement that, uh, you know, I want to share with you. And I'm like, "Okay, you know, he's in there. Yeah, you you are the NAPA ASE National Technician of the Year. And I just got this deer in the headlights look because it didn't sink in. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what, National? <laughs> and everybody just started laughing and chuckling. And I'm just like, it, it, it literally took a good 10-15 seconds for it to register. Oh my God, this is huge. So, you know, they went into more detail how Napa Corporate was going to contact me and, you know, it was going to be a whole whole bunch of different events going on throughout the year um, because, you know, they're just opening stuff up after COVID. So it was going to be the first Napa Expo that they were able to have since it got postponed in 2020. So it was, I will admit, Napa pulled up all the stops. They did an amazing amazing time, job with everything on there they flew us out to las vegas for the expo and it i cannot describe how humbling of an experience it is when your name is announced in front of over 17,000 people and they are cheering for you it just it's absolutely incredible is is it doesn't even come close but that's the only way how i can describe it it was absolutely amazing I think you're muted again, Bogey, I can't hear you.
0: Oh, I'm back, am I back? <laughs> there you are, yes, you're back. <laughs> I'm back, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Um, I, I can only imagine what that experience must have been like and huge, huge congratulations to you. I mean, there's you've got a ton of congratulations coming in from the comments, just <laughs> affirming how amazing we all know you are. Um, that, that had to be incredible. Did you know at that moment that you were the first woman to get this award?
1: Yes, they they had mentioned it to me. Um, you know, cause Napa was super proud of it too in all of the years that Napa has done nominations for it, that I was the first woman ever in their history of doing it um Woohoo. to be awarded that. And it's yes. it's absolutely huge. It's yes, I'm incredibly grateful, you know, for for their recognition. Of It it just shined a huge spotlight and has allowed me to have a louder platform for me to be an advocate, to get younger technicians to come yeah. into the field, to be a spokesperson, to be a female technician, to be in this industry. You can do it. It's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It is not easy. It is a lot of hard work. But if you have the drive and if you have the ambition to do so, literally the sky is the limit.
0: Yeah and you're you are such an example of that and breaking barriers and and paving the way for the next generation it's it's huge i hope you i hope you take that in and like fully like give yourself the credit that you deserve to have fought your way into this industry and to have gotten this recognition and the impact that you are having on the next generation the impact that, that you will have for generations to come just by, just by being you and by doing what you love and not letting anything stop you. And I hope you really like take that in, like you are a technician of the year, woman, own that. <laughs> that is amazing.
1: <laughs> it's definitely quite the feather in my cap for sure. Yes. You know, yes. it's, it's still kind of surreal. You know, and it's just, I'm grateful for the opportunities. I'm grateful for the doors that it has opened for me. You know, like yeah. I said, to to be a louder advocate Absolutely. for getting your, your humility
0: women. and the the desire to do good with it just speaks to your character and and who you are and why you won. Because that your immediate thing is this has given me an opportunity to be more influential and like help more people. Like that's um, that says volumes right there. So. I love it. So, have you um, done a lot of work with ASC? Have you continued to do stuff with them around like mentoring and and getting folks into the industry? Or are you doing most of your mentoring through the shop?
1: Uh, I'm doing most of my mentoring through the shop um, and actually uh, through Napa. Um, they okay. have their own apprenticeship program that oh, nice. was written and thought up of by I believe you was the award winner for 2018. I okay. apologize. I don't fully remember, um, but it, it's a, it's a wonderful curriculum. It's an awesome program. And, yes. you know, we're super excited to be able to put this young man through the, the program. Cause he literally has come to us with, he has some, some knowledge, some experience, but he's like, I'm, I'm going to be turning 21. I want to do something with my life. And going to college is not an option. So this is the next best thing. And it can, I can teach him things, but there's a lot of the basics that realistically during the day in a live shop, you just don't have time to do. So by, by having online modules that he can do Mm. on his, you know, at his own pace, he can come in early before the day or do stuff on lunch to, you know, keep, caught up on on these modules and and yeah. learn all of those basics and then put them into practice in a live shop is is really huge
0: that's fantastic do you is there a is is that a program that others can access is there like a link you can send me that i can put in the description for this video later if they're their napa
1: program? if they're napa auto care centers they have okay. access to it through their okay. um, auto care page but i don't okay. think it's open up Past gotcha. That. It is, it is okay. kind of a Napa specific one. That's um, fair. a lot, a lot of community colleges have their own type of apprenticeship program that they, yeah. at least the ones around here that they've kind of been playing with. Yeah. Um, prior to this program, I kind of had one that I started to grow just organically in house, yeah. but this one by far is the best one that I've been awesome. able to take advantage of. That's fantastic.
0: Um, I just looked at the time. How is it? How are we almost oh, at the gosh. end of an hour already? There's so much more that I want to talk about, Meg. This is <laughs> We're going to have to have you on again for a part gonna two. I was going to say a part
1: because,
0: two. <laughs> yes, 100% because there's so many topics that we could talk about. I, I'm really curious because I, I know you've probably seen this too um on the female technicians forum on Facebook and if for anybody who doesn't know about that um if you're a woman in the automotive industry there's and there's one for painters as well there's a great Facebook group uh where where women find support with one another um but i would say probably like 90% of the female technicians i know want to open up their own shop one day yes um <laughs> so um how how has this been going as you transition from technician of the year, um, and lead technician to doing all of these other things and learning the running of the business. Are there, are there things that have surprised you? Are there things that, um, you didn't expect about running a business or I'm just curious your experience?
1: Well, yes and no, I am glad that I have slowly taken on more and more, responsibilities over the years. Like I've been able to bounce back and forth between the shop floor and the office for a number of years now. So doing more office work is not really um that that big of a deal. I've been able to successfully do it over the last couple of years, but it's okay. been more of learning the back end of things and all the financials mm-hmm. and Oh my God, I wish I paid more attention in business financial class when I was in college because I'm looking at these terms and I'm going, I vaguely remember what that means. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> re- relearning that aspect of things is definitely proving to be a fun, um, not, Kind of a fun challenge. Yeah. Oh, my cat is gonna knock over my microphone. Oh <laughs> <Well>, boy. <laughs> gotta love cats. Right. Uh, if you're listening in the podcast form, you've
0: been missing out on all of the beautiful cat appearances. All the more reason why you should be joining us on YouTube
1: Live. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, so that that's been, you know, probably the, the biggest challenge that I have so far because yeah. I, I've been able to take management classes and oh, nice. Business financial classes over the last couple of years, um, through various programs, uh, through Napa, like the Vinnie Waterhouse Group, has been a very good source of information when it comes to business management with the financials. So, it I'm glad I have taken it in the, the different chunks over the years because if this was just a okay, you're taking over the business tomorrow, here you go. Right. That that would be that would be a struggle.
0: <laughs> so it's <laughs> Not- been it's been in the works. It has it been the plan for a long time now, or were you just taking on more and more responsibility and then it became an option? Like has this been in the works for years?
1: We talked about it just in random passing, probably about eight years ago. And then okay. it started to become more of a concrete, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, probably. Three to four years ago, now, okay. and then now, as my boss is much closer to retirement, I mean, we're looking at about another two to three years, okay, give or take.
0: Nice.
1: Um, it, it's now we're going to start slowly phasing out a lot of the stuff that he does. So that way, there, as far as yeah. customers are concerned, there really is no big transition. A lot of our clientele already know me. I'm the face of BJ's automotive on our Facebook page. You know, I do the tech tip Tuesday videos every week. So people have already gotten to, to know my name and I've established a good reputation in our area over the last few years. So it's not going to be, we hope, you know, a a night and day shock, um, when the final transition does happen.
0: That's incredibly smart. That really, that really is a great way of doing it, both for for him and for your customers and community, and and for you to not have to suddenly be like, "Whoop, there you go, okay, right, right." <laughs> That's awesome. Um, wow. So our hour is up. Um, I have so many other things that I want to ask you. Um, We're definitely going to have to have you on again um, at some point in the future. I I have to ask my final question. I want to be respectful of your time. So we're not going to go too much later, but we're already going to go a few minutes late. So um, I hope that's okay.
1: Yeah, we're good. We're good. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, So final, final question. Um, If you, if you had the opportunity to talk to little baby Meg, um, younger (laughs) version of you, um, what are your words of advice to her?
1: hang in there even Mm. though it seems like it's really really tough and you may not necessarily see the light at the end of the tunnel just yet it is worth it it is worth all those long hours it is worth you know missing or being late to a kid's band recital or you know the the long weekends but having the time to enjoy your kids being at the shop and bringing them up along with you in the automotive industry that just take a deep breath. You've got this and it'll all be worth it in the end. I love
0: it. That's beautiful and and great for all of us to hear. And sometimes, even as adults, it's sometimes really <laughs> important to hear that, right? Like, it, it may be rough, but you're gonna be okay, and you have you've you've done more than just okay. You've done phenomenal for yourself. Um, I, I hope your family is incredibly proud of you. Um, I'd love to see the faces of those teachers that 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 weren't supportive or those customers that weren't supportive and left because they didn't want a girl working on their car. I'd love to see their faces knowing, <laughs> look at you now, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, their opinions don't matter anymore. Anyway. They don't.
0: They don't. And and good for you for keeping up with it. I'm glad you did. The industry is better for having you in it. Um, keep breaking down barriers, keep kicking butt and bringing on new apprentices and changing the industry for the better. So thank you.
1: Oh, thanks I, for I, saying
0: I, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, I really appreciate you joining me for this hour. We're definitely going to have to have you on again. Thank you so much. Um, it was just, it was great to hear your story and it was great to get to know you and we will be talking more offline and I want to squeeze your kittens. So cute. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, have a fantastic evening. Thank you so much. And guys at home, thank you all for tuning in, uh, for coming back week after week to to meet these incredible women, to cheer them on, to hear their stories and help us spread the word um, that there are so many amazing women in the trades. We may be a small minority, but we are a mighty minority and we are growing and full of incredibly talented women. If you like this series, if you enjoy meeting these women, please make sure you hit like, hit subscribe, leave comments below. Uh, The more the algorithm sees the likes and the comments, the more these stories get out for more people to see and to hear and to celebrate and give these women the credit uh, that they deserve. So, um, please help us get the word out. We appreciate you all. Um, big thank you to our sponsors for this episode, both Apex and ASE. There are links in the description to learn more about all of the incredible things that they do and to get registered for Apex. If you're in the automotive industry, go get registered for Apex. Uh, I will hopefully see you there. I'm going to work on convincing Meg that she has to come. Uh, for now, um, I'm going to bid you guys a good night. Make sure you come back next Wednesday to meet another incredible woman. And of course, Monday night for an archive episode and listen anytime, anywhere, wherever you get your podcasts until next time, be good to yourselves, be good to one another. We'll see you later.